the Actually Autistic Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Onstad, and today I'm going to talk about the perks and perils of getting an official autism diagnosis. Getting an official autistic diagnosis is one of the most contentious issues in the autistic communities, partly because they are so difficult for adults to get. Most official autism diagnosis tests are designed for children, and many require the participation of the autistic's parents, no matter how old the patient is. Autistics can be refused diagnosis because their parents are deceased or estranged, or they get refused a diagnosis because the parent was uncooperative, said that they didn't see any autistic traits in their child, may have a vested interest in their child not being autistic. People have weird reactions. It gets to be a problem. Many autism tests are based on faulty data that has since been disproved. The idea that autistics lack any kind of empathy and cannot make eye contact are some of these criteria. Many autistics do have empathy and many of us can make eye contact. So if an autistic displays any empathy or makes any eye contact during a diagnosis, then that is often enough to be refused a positive diagnosis for autism. In a lot of countries, there is zero tangible benefit to an autism diagnosis. There may be personal benefits, and I'll get to that, but in terms of any kind of financial benefit from the government, any kind of disability support or medical care, Autistic adults in the U.S. aren't eligible for any type of monetary or health care benefits. Unfortunately, an autism diagnosis can and often is used against the autistic in custody battles, workplace disputes, and issues around patient rights. In some places, an autism diagnosis has been used to deny a patient medical care for COVID. There were autistic patients who had covid early in the pandemic and the doctors issued a do not resuscitate order for that patient against those patients will so autistics were left to die because their doctor decided that it it wasn't worth keeping them alive gave them a dnr just for being autistic Now, in some countries, you can use an official autism diagnosis to get workplace accommodations. And if you have a good boss, then this can be a helpful step to making your working life more functional. But if you have a good boss already, then you may not need an official diagnosis to get the accommodations you need. You can say, I suspect I'm autistic and that I will function better if dot 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 whatever it is that you need. Some autistics have gotten useful accommodations to school or employment by getting an official diagnosis and disclosing it to their employer. But, unfortunately, misinformation about autism is so pervasive that many employers and instructors will think that it means that you have an intellectual disability. Often people will seek an official diagnosis so they can prove to disrespectful family members and friends that they are actually autistic. 
Most of the time, unfortunately, though, that doesn't work and the disrespectful family member continues to be disrespectful. Look, if they're rude to you now, they're, they're just rude. They're just rude. A piece of paper isn't going to make any difference. I, I mean, I'm sure it's happened somewhere that somebody was rude and somebody waved their diagnosis in front of them and said, see, I told you so, I'm autistic, and that person went, oh, wow. Gosh, yes, you were right. I was wrong. Good thing you spent all that money and time to get that diagnosis to prove me wrong. Finally, and this is frankly terrifying, often someone seeking an adult autism diagnosis, especially women, can lead to a misdiagnosis of bipolar disorder or borderline personality disorder. Now, of course, I know that those are real disorders and they should be diagnosed, and I totally support you if you're going through that. And in addition, I'm sure there are people that are autistic and have bipolar disorder or borderline personality disorder. But the ignorance of how those work and the differences between them, it's complicated, and a lot of people don't understand it, and because they know less about autism than they know about the other two, there's often a misdiagnosis. This can happen to young girls, too. For all these reasons and more, I never recommend that adults, especially in the U.S., get an official diagnosis unless there, there's a real tangible benefit for you, unless it's definitely going to make your life better. One of the very best reasons to get an official diagnosis is because you want one just for you. And some autistics do report feeling more accepting of themselves as autistics once they have a diagnosis. But also many express continued doubts and ongoing imposter syndrome even after they have that piece of paper. So it, it's not necessarily going to solve that. Now, in the earlier episodes of this podcast that I did in 2019, I talked to, I think, pretty much everyone. I asked them about uh, getting an official diagnosis. Did they do that? Do they feel like it helped them? And so for a nice variety of responses, you can listen to some of those previous episodes. And I, I want to be clear that I do recognize that some people got an official diagnosis and it was a positive thing for them and life-changing, but we don't hear much about the people for who it turned out to be a bad idea or, uh, you know, led to things like them losing custody of their children and things like that. So, People don't talk about that side of it, and so that's why I'm bringing it up here. If you got an official diagnosis and you made your life better, I'm so, so very happy for you. And I hope that soon we can have a time where everybody can get an accurate diagnosis and that that leads to good things for them. So how do you know if you're autistic? Does the idea of being autistic suddenly make your whole life make more sense? Well, then that's probably the likely explanation, Occam's razor and all that. You can talk to and read about 
watch autistics your age and gender, do you strongly identify with them? Well, guess what? The odds are really good that you're autistic. I'm going to be talking in a later episode about some of the lists that are online that people have found helpful for recognizing their own autistic traits. That's going to be in a later episode. And here's your comforting words of the day. If you suspect you're autistic and you're not sure, it's really okay to join autistic communities and say, hey, I think I might be autistic and I'm exploring that possibility. If you join a community that is not supportive of you, get out of that community and find one that is because there are supportive autistic communities out there online. I'm sure there are some in person, but we do tend to, you know, like our online socializing. So uh, you belong. It's okay. Now, here is your joke of the day. To be clear, I do not write these. I steal them fair and square from anonymous lists on the internet. Why are ghosts such bad liars? Because they are easy to see through. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with me on this mini episode of the Actually Autistic Podcast. If you are interested in hearing more of my content and like Shakespeare, then you are in luck. I have two podcasts, one called There Will Be Body and another one called The Twelfth Night Podcast by Rose City Shakespeare. I wrote a book called A Midsummer Night's Dream Illustrated Handbook and Encyclopedia. And I'm also on a role-playing game podcast called Shattered Worlds. RPG. I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you for being actually autistic. Mm -hmm.